Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. Benny. Hi there. We got some trailers, we got some news. This is your one-stop shop for movie antics. Let's get into it. What's up? One-stop shop. One-stop shop. Bro. I love how you're trying out new All the trailers, headlines. all the news, and an awesome question. <laughs> It's going to be fun. Hey, thanks for everyone for tuning in on Facebook this weekend uh, for our Infinity War commentary. That was good fun. We have... For eight-tenths of it. For eight-tenths? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Two technical issues. Yeah. Here, yeah. We, uh, we've got the full uh, version coming up on uh, Bandcamp and uh, on the podcast channel as well as YouTube soon. So stay tuned. Give us a little bit of time to sort that out. But first, let's catch up on what everyone's been watching. I'm going to go first. Fuck you guys. Wow. No, that's a good call because I haven't even thought about what I've watched this week. <laughs> Chucked on. Uh, I was like Friday night, just just feeling really spent after the, you know, the nine to five grind and uh, decided to chuck on Baywatch, 2017's <laughs> Baywatch, starring uh, our boy Dwayne and uh, Zac Efron. Mm. Uh, kind of hit uh, everything that I needed it to hit in terms of uh, sort of complete veg out, complete nonsensical, mindless crap. Mm. Uh, there were some really funny moments in there and the production quality was so bad in spots that it made it amazing, you know? Yeah. Like some of the smoke, some of the fire effects, it was just, it was so terrible. But it, I love that kind of stuff. I, really, I get a kick out of it. It was a real throwback to like the more of like the Ben Stiller kind of comedy. Totally, that shit. totally. Yeah. And um, yeah, just just like kind of by the end, I kind of I kind of like all these characters, and mm. you know, there's there was some there was some solid stuff in there. I would never recommend it to anyone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other than you if like you're English. in that particular uh, headspace. I found mm. that like one of the things that I took away from that is that I am terribly unfit because Zac Efron and The Rock are both like unbelievably fit. It's distressing. It's, like it's. Dis- distressing or distracting? Distressing and distracting. I was going to say both, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Zach Efron. But Zach Efron's like, he's getting to that age where he's like, yeah, yeah, you're getting on, bro. You know? You're, like, you're getting <laughs> on, get, man. How much, how, sorry. How much older is are you than uh, he is, actually? He's three years older than me. He's, is he really? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. looks way better than you. Does he? <laughs> I think he's looking old, man. I was like, that was the he's, first time where he's gone from, you know, he's like the high school musical kid. Yeah. Yeah, but he and looked now, like a child during that. Yeah, it's it's this weird. He's going through he's going through teething issues. It's all this, right, Zach. Give me a call. Like some jealousy we'll be good. or something. No, I, Jeal- I've Zach I've Zach always been real bad. I've actually days. been always one of these guys. <laughs> so he's I at least like thirty percent more rep than you, so you should maybe thirty percent less. We'll see. <laughs> I've always been one of those guys that's thought, why isn't he bigger than he is? You know, why is he doing this shit like Bad Grandpa with Robert De Niro and? Mm. Or Dirty Grandpa and Baywatch. Like, he's actually got some really good acting chops. He heard you say that, but he misheard it. <laughs> he had misunderstood it. That's why he started taking all the steroids. Uh, he thought he had yeah. to get bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, though. Like, I, I've always been relatively impressed with, um, you know, whenever he kind of does a slight foray into dramatic work. Um, I've always thought he's been really good. I think, but uh, to be honest, I think his comedic timing is really good. Um, him in Bad Neighbors and even in Bad Grandpa. Like, I mean, that movie was all sorts of things. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I've always found it was weird to watch. Um, But I've always found uh, Zac Efron to be, you know, pretty good in everything. I find him utterly hilarious. I don't know what it is. His reactions to anything. I mean, like, what, Mike and Dave need wedding dates, whatever that's called. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck, I think that movie's funny. Yeah. I love the line as well when The Rock goes, uh, hey, High School Musical. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, this is so good. How about the the Hasselhoff cameo? Oh, amazing! <laughs> the Pamela Anderson cameo as well was decidedly odd yeah. and very short, even though she was quite heavily billed at the beginning of the movie. It seemed. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else did I watch? Pet Cemetery. Went to watch uh, Pet Cemetery. I also did this with Benji. Yes. Yep. Didn't meet you at the bar. Nope. I just <laughs> ran into the cinema. <laughs> that no. was one of you know, honestly before we even looked at the message. We both looked at each other and we're like, he's he's definitely gone to the cinema. Like he's, yeah, he's there's no uh, chance that I, he's um, actually read the message that we're in. Well, the bar. In, well, number one, I thought it was nine the session was at nine twenty and it was nine ten and the movie yeah. had already started. So I was like, fuck it, I'll meet you in there, man. So you're being late made me late as well. Because yeah. you told me it was nine twenty. Yeah. So I, was, I, was, I was having a drink in the bar, having a chat with Connor. 
Um, right. Well, the movie is playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so weird is if you so go, casually. if you get the session times through Google, it doesn't match the the website. Yes. And I'm like, don't trust Google. The fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the website. You got you got to pay extra for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. um so uh, I I I was quite hyped for for Pet Cemetery because I've got a bit really of history were, yeah. for the um with the old one. I I had a not in considerable conversation with you. I said. Check your expectations, Georgie, yeah. before we went to see it. <laughs> yeah, so um, what, what, what did you think, man? What was your sort of big takeaways? My takeaway was I was way too drunk <laughs> after, after watching Shazam with Connor. That's yeah, um, true, actually. You were hitting them pretty hard. <laughs> look, people kept giving me free drinks. It, it was weird, but um, <laughs> it, it was I, – I, I thought it was decent. Um, there were there were some some low points in production value that um, were very brief and don't really hinder the thing as a whole. Um, and I, I I really can't tell if it wasn't that scary or if I was that drunk. I think there was a subplot in it that was really creepy. The mum, uh, the sister. Uh, That's the one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, uh, I got to be honest. The other night I came home after work, like midnight, and I was going through like the dark laundry in my building. And I started thinking of the little girl in Pet Cemetery, and I had, kind of had to run back to my, my apartment. I'm like, oh, that's got a real slow burn of a scare. I finally, I finally sobered up three days later. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, I kind of just wanted that to focus on that story more because that was the really interesting stuff. Mm. My, my, my biggest takeaway was I, I was shocked that it wasn't 20 minutes longer than it was. Because it, it, I haven't seen the original. I've read the book, and it really ended a lot quicker than I expected because it seeded some stuff early on that I thought was going to be a bigger part of the film. Um, and I was a little disappointed by that. But I really, I really do think it was kind of decently solid. I thought it was a, a real solid... A horror film that didn't do anything particularly special other than that stuff with the mum. Uh, and it was very by the numbers. Mm. And uh, somebody who, maybe if I watch the old Pet Cemetery again, I will have a very different viewing of it. But the first time I saw that, it was very, very disturbing. I and can't wait to watch the original. You know what I think of it. <laughs> I, I, I imagine it, it probably won't be. I imagine you'll probably see it and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But yeah, in that moment I that I saw of. it, um, it really had an effect on me, and this one didn't have that same effect. Mm. So it was slightly disappointing, uh, but overall solid. I will say that the the lead actor, um, Australia's own uh, Jason, Jason Clark, Jason Clark, Jace. Um, I forget that he's Aussie. I forget that he's exists. I like. I don't dislike him. I don't get why he gets so many big roles. Necessarily, he's got um, a big head. He's got a very like, big. I've got a big head as well, so I'm like, I love you, man. Like, revving the big heads. <laughs> I've never seen him be a great actor. He's kind of odd looking. <laughs> he is. He's got a big chin. In a, he's yeah. He, it kind of looks like a prosthetic what, face. What actually. is it? He's just kind of slamming Jason Clark. I'm, saying, of the I'm way not his trying to slam him. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I like Jason Clark. It's him. I'm kind of backing yeah, up his yeah, point. Clearly. I like him. There's nothing. You're the one that brought up he had a big head. Like, yeah. First thing he's like, repping the big heads. Big head. There's nothing in particular wrong with him except for his head. But That's, there's <laughs> nothing worse than saying there's nothing really wrong with no, someone. No, but I just I don't I don't see what the 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 appeal because he has a lot of high-profile gigs um, for, like, just some kind of random Australian guy. I, I reckon he's got to just be one of those guys that's a consistent worker and just kind of... <laughs> We've lost George. Yeah, I almost fuck. didn't notice that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> he's under the table right now. Um, what is he doing? Mine. Oh. Coming in hot, Connor. Chill out, man. Yeah, we're okay. good. We're good. All right. Yeah, anyway. um, cool. All right, well, let's And then we also watch Shazam. So review coming up. Oh, shit, I forgot Go to check watch it. Shazam. Um, yes. Or um, remember Shazam. <laughs> so that's that, me done. That, uh, that segues into me. Um, Pet Cemetery is my big big film of the week, other than Shazam. Otherwise, I've just watched uh, a few episodes of uh, Broad City over the past couple of days, going back to season one. What is? Broad City. City. Sitcom, yeah. Broad City. Um, two girls in New York. It's um, it's hugely popular in certain circles. I don't know. I was talking to someone yesterday who'd never heard of it. It really surprised me. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I think it just wrapped up its four-season run uh, last year. Um, it is it is absolutely terrific. It's like a really solid sitcom starring these two leads, um, Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, who are like infectiously watchable. Um, it's it's so good. If if you haven't heard of it, check it out. And I also checked out On Netflix. Uh, Stan, actually. What? Yeah. Cool. Stan's library is fucking amazing right now. It's just, <laughs> it destroys Netflix. You've gone from the 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 you know he used to slam Stan. oh he slams Stan all the time you, bo- I, no, you both I, I, do. I severely severely dislike Stan's UI I got I oh, know you're always on about it I got yeah, rid of Stan yeah, yeah. because 
um, I didn't I didn't have any reason to have both, and one of them had the Marvel Netflix shows on it. But um, I'm using someone else's account now, um, <laughs> and the library's amazing. It's got all the Marvel stuff, all the Disney stuff. It's fucking phenomenal at the moment. Um, Stan, send me some money. <laughs> um, and I also checked out this thing, one of the Marvel one-shot, the little short films they used to make. Um, uh, this was the last one they made, I think, 2014. It's an Iron Man 3 short film written and directed by Drew Pierce, the writer of Iron Man 3, um, called All, All Hail the King. It's about Trevor Slattery, Ben Kingsley's character, in Seagate Prison after the events of Iron Man 3. Nice. It is amazing. It is absolutely one of, my, really cool. it's one of my favorite Marvel things ever. If you're one of the people who were absolutely repulsed by the twist in Iron Man 3 and think the Trevor Slattery Mandarin character is the worst thing that happened in the MCU, um, maybe not for you. I'd still say give it a go because it's only like 10 minutes long. Um, but for me, who loves Iron Man 3, it is phenomenal. You, have, you guys haven't seen this? No. no. You need to check it out. It's on YouTube right now. I don't know cool. how long it'll be there, but um, All Hail the King, it is so... Is this so... previously unreleased? No, it was on, uh, the, on the Thor Blu-ray. Dark World uh, Blu-ray, I think. Yeah, cool. Um, and it, it, it's just so, so funny. And it addresses some really interesting plot stuff from Iron Man 3 and has some really fun little cameos in it. So well worth watching. Uh, and that's me. Nice one. Mm. Justified. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's it. I um, the uh, fuck. Well, I mean, when when I think about it, just watching that—that's like three movies in a season, and I've got what two episodes left in the last season. How many? How many minutes per episode? Is it an it's hour like long? Sixty-minute. Yeah. Episodes. So, and, and they're like eighteen or thirteen to eighteen season uh, episode seasons. So, like. It's, yeah, yeah, I've watched more movies than you, good sir. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm on the the final stretch of of Justified. It is, um, I mean, I I love a, a good charge through seasons as much as anyone, but much more than most people, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> but this is this is I'm I'm kind of glad that that's that's Wrapping coming up. to a, 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 an abrupt end. Is it fat- fatigue or is there a dip it's in quality? Fatigue. No, no, it's fatigue. The quality, I, I think, is great. Yeah. Um, just it's just, it, it is just fatigue, which which means I, kind of midweek I did um, mix it up because uh, after the release of the Borderlands 3 trailer last week, um, I decided to get the, um, the uh, I guess, newer versions of uh, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands pre-sequel, um, and I started playing... Borderlands 2. What a gamer. Nerd. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just like felt like time. Um, I still really love this game. It's got to be six plus years old, um, probably. Uh, and it still holds up to the quality that I remember it having. There's a lot of games that you'll go back to that you're like, oh, like either the mechanics are like horrifically outdated. Not or- Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Actually, I over Christmas I spent probably a full day. Um, uh, a friend of mine had uh, like all these old Nintendo games, and I played the original um, uh, Mario Kart on um, uh, Super Nintendo. Yes, or Nintendo sixty four. No, Super Nintendo. It's it's nice. with the, the really like yeah 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 shit. Like they he had like this retro pack or yeah. something like that. Mm. Um, that one's old- a week out, man, because it's two D. Dude, it is fucking weird to play, yeah. but honestly, I've never had so much fun. We were playing yeah. that battle thing with the, um, the balloons, the balloons and yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. playing that in that old style, it was difficult, but God, it was so much fun. But yeah, look, I went and revisited um, Borderlands, and honestly, it's it speaks to the quality of that game that really nothing stood out as being outdated. Like the mechanics are still on point. The the writing in the story is is awesome, um, yeah, love that game. So nice one. Very excited for Borderlands Three. Yeah, some news. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Wow, this Fuck is like yeah. the the shortest intro in about a month. <laughs> yeah, well, only was, about half an hour in, and then we get I to the news. I was scraping, so <laughs> I, I cut out my forty minute segment this week. So, <laughs> um, alrighty. First up, I got a bunch of Marvel news. Um. Number one, Hellboy and Stranger Things' David Harbour has joined Marvel's Black Widow in an undisclosed role at this point. Um, we all like David Harbour around here, don't we? Hell yeah. Maybe not so much this time next week. We'll see. Solely, I'm going to love him. Solely yeah. based on his tie dad, to be honest. I rewatched yeah. that. I, you know when uh, Super Bowl came out this year and you know the, the YouTube floods with the, uh, the ads and I had to just go back. tie dad? T H A I, D A D. His tie dad. Oh, of course, yeah, he's tie dad. 
um, in that sitcom that he did in East Asia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, um, the Tide ad yes. that he did, I think, well, it'd be over a year ago now. Mm. So spectacular. Um, on to more uh, relevant things. Um, yeah, I, I really like him. I, I think that he would be a good fit pretty much wherever he goes. Having said that, like you said, George, after Hellboy, we might have a different opinion. Because I've been very... Oh, no, sorry, that was Ben that said that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have been very kind of hesitant about Hellboy. He's... um, Yeah, well, it's good to see he's already recovered from, from Hellboy with this. It's, um, it's, I think he's a good addition to the MCU. Like, it'll be interesting what kind of role he has. Ooh. I'm imagining more of a Coulson... Um, yeah. or uh, a, a sh- more of a shield, well, he a, had a Nick Fury kind of character. He had a very similar role in uh, Suicide Squad. He was kind of a, a government... Was he in Suicide sort of Squad? Guy. Yeah, he, it, Holy only fuck. in like the dinner scene where they're discussing the putting the yeah. team together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, he yeah. was like a senator or something. Well, yeah, one of those dudes. Um, yeah, I erased that at, from my at, mind. At this point, I mean, really, it's got to be a matter of like, who's left in Hollywood? <laughs> like the, the, the... Plenty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you look at that that fucking ten year photo of everyone yeah, involved no. in the Marvel universe, the people that are like going out and finding people for these movies, they either have the easiest or the hardest job out there. Because like it depends on how you look at it. Either it's like there's only six people that haven't been in a Marvel movie so far, so you don't have to look far. But at the same time, you got to be like, we've got to find someone to do this role that we haven't already cast. I wonder when Game of Thrones ends this year, where they're going to start picking people from because. I hope major source. There's very few people in Game of Thrones that I'd be like, "Oh, you need that person." They've already done a whole bunch. I mean, there's for the MCU. No, just in general, X Men, DC. They've taken a bunch of them, and they pretty much all stink. (laughs) Um, Is anyone from uh, Game of Thrones apart from Peter Dinklage that you really like? Uh, Like as as an actor, as an actor, yeah. Uh, In oh, uh, mountain. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah. not as an actor, (laughs) as a guy. That guy's awesome. (laughs) Um, Have you seen him holding the mug with his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. that is an Tiny, amazing regular picture. size mug. Amazing. Um, yeah, the guy who plays the Hound. I can't remember his name. He's he's good in some, some small stuff. There's a bunch of like the real kind of C list characters in that show. Are, are a bunch of fantastic character actors. Tyrion's generally. dead. Uh, dead. Dad. Um, or uh, uh, Nick, Nikolai Costa Waldo, I think, is a really good actor. Yeah, he's pretty much one of the only. Did main you ever cast. end up watching Shot Caller? No, I really want to see that. But still, uh, I think that that'd be really good. Yeah. My, so that's the one with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. was telling me to watch that for like a year, and the whole time I thought they were saying shock collar. <laughs> Could never find the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next up, Kumal Nanjiani has entered talks to star in Marvel's The Eternals. Uh, we talked about this last week with Angelina Jolie or the week before. Yes, um, last week. Does she really strike you as an Eternal? Um, well, in uh, in other, one of the more recent reboots, um, the group of them, they didn't realize they were Eternals. They were all just kind of regular people who, you know, awakened, kind of like sleeper agents um, at some point. And he psyched me as a regular person, <laughs> so he could yeah. play that part. But, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Like, there's there's certain actors out there that seem almost too perfect or they have some level of charisma that you're like, oh, like, immediately, you're a typical leading person. And that feels, to me, like what the Eternal should be. And Angelina Jolie kind of fits that description. You have a few others, you know, Guys like even like Idris Elba, for example, is a very kind of he's a big presence, and you're like, I'd buy that guy as a a kind of like a god or internal. Same thing with like guys like Ian McShane, um, and uh, <laughs> Ian you know, McShane. Just, Angelina Jolie, Idris Elba, Elba. and Ian, Ian McShane. <laughs> well, the reason I said Ian McShane is because I want to be a part I, of that. I, I see the ads everywhere for American Gods, and it just kind of strikes me as someone that has like that kind of presence. Um, uh, so yeah, like those are people. Kamal Nanjiani is not someone that I immediately think to when I think celestial being. I'm just, I don't know. I just, everything he does, he kind of doesn't quite fit that bill. I was just thinking jokingly that I'd love to see him get ripped to shit for this role, like really fit. Um, Do like a Chris Pratt. With the, then the comparison in my mind occurred. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt. I mean, that's kind of a similar thing, right? He was a fat, funny guy on TV in a sitcom, and then he turned into a, like a celestial being. I suppose that is <laughs> Essentially, true. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, with a, with really a god-like body. Um, so we don't know anything about this role, but I, I hope he gets it because I, I would love to see him in the MCU. It could be fun. Yeah, I still got to see the big sick. So, uh, God, that's a good movie. This is, uh, he's got, on my radar. You haven't watched that yet? No, uh, it's on oh, my radar. Hey, mm. get on to that. And uh, finally, in MCU news, um, Joe Russo 
Rousseau, Rousseau says Avengers Endgame includes Stan Lee's final cameo. Um, so that's that's official, I guess. The finale. Mm. So, and so Dark Phoenix CGI? definitely won't have have one. Mm. Supposedly, yeah. Can you imagine if that, that was his last? That cameo? was the final. What I imagine what I can imagine that they've already filmed it, and like Marvel went to them and be like, "You shut that shit down no. right now." It's just the same one. Delete. They yeah. just refilmed the same one from X three, where it's just Phoenix in the street, and his like um, hose goes up. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a shitty, weird cameo. It's so pointless. There was something else in the MCU this week that happened, and it has just escaped me. Oh, Feige. Feige announced a five-year plan. Five-year plan. They're working on a five-year plan. He Mm. says they'd been working on that before all this Fox stuff was finalized. So it doesn't necessarily um, include um, X-Men in the foundation. So do you think uh, they'll adjust that five-year plan to accommodate for the Fox properties that are coming over? I think it's going to take three to five years for them to develop those and actually film it and and to the point where they're actually releasing it. So I think it weaves in quite nicely. And also... I think they, I, I hope that they've learned their lesson from Solo. And, you know, sometimes you just need things to breathe a little bit and let the fan base actually so build is, some demand. So like X-Men, X-Men, like give it a minute, mm. um, let everyone kind of have a bit of space and then get into it. Were you kind of thinking that they might jump into it relatively quickly last time we talked about this? Um, I didn't really have an opinion. I could see them go down both ways, but um, like... Hearing this, I think I think it's kind of like one of those things where if you have too much expose, exposure, the overexposure can really put a dent in your brand. So yeah. kind of leave people to get a bit hungry for some X-Men, build some hype, pump out a few more movies and have a few little post-credit sequences or teasers in a couple of years' time. Really pump it up. Take the time with it is yeah. essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, good to see they're sticking to the, um, the methodical path that, yep. that got us here. Um, Everything is well in Marvel <laughs> For now um, Alrighty Let's move on to the um, the Smur Smur Smurk Smurk Sony Universe Sump Sorry The Sony Universe of Marvel characters um, So Jared Leto Releases the first full look At Sony's Morbius the Living Vampire Full look is a bit of a Generous term uh, Yeah it's just him Standing in the street It's not like it's full him body It's not him It's just Jared Leto Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not him in costume Or anything Head the, to the, toe. Main, the main fun thing here Is the, the caption With the, uh, the Instagram post um, Which reads Because no one else Will walk this path This place of shadows Where we do what must be done No matter the cost Now I would have looks like a lame blade I yeah, I think this is yeah, it's, apt comparison. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would say I would have bet money that he had written that, or that that was a lyric from one of his fucking songs. <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 is a line from a Morbius comic um, that is spoken. So whatever, it's, it, it seems to be leaning a little bit into the anti-hero, you know, thing that they're going for with this. So hmm. it makes, I mean, it's a good way to introduce it. Um, quick little fact: ten years since Thirty Seconds to Mars, this is war. What an album! What a fucking album! Yep, I don't think I've and that ever was it. really listened to that 30 was Seconds it. from Mars. That was it. That's my time with Thirty Seconds from Mars done. So it's been a decade where I haven't given a fuck. Wow. Yeah. Um, there you go. It's been it's been a lot longer for me. So <laughs> with the sunk, um, the most recent one, Venom, the leading man is what really made that film. It's the only reason that I really paid attention to it at all, and I was still pretty, you know, lukewarm on it. Um. Jared Leto, do you think that he can carry this film if it comes down to it? I I think he's a phenomenal actor, yeah. Yeah, I mean like I've always yeah, had I mean, my hesitations with him, you know. I I feel like he's 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 an example of what I was just talking about before, being overexposed. Um like for me it was just too much Jared Leto, too much Jesus face. You know, like <laughs> give it a rest, man. Uh so I, I think I think he can, but I, I understand what you're saying, man. It's like there was a one key ingredient to Venom that made it work. And, and they're going to need a few more ingredients in this to make this work. Because well, in my opinion, uh, I think Venom kind of fell into their lap as a happy mistake. Like, I don't, I don't think the way that that turned out is what they intended necessarily. What and, one leads you to believe that? Well, everything about that movie seems so haphazard. And as I said, the only real draw for me was Tom Hardy and... You know, some of that can be down to direction, but I think a lot of that's just down to Tom Hardy doing a good job. Because um, everything else I found very lackluster. 
So I don't think that they were intending on the only positive of that movie being Tom Hardy. That's just my, like, and that's just my opinion. Like, I have no, you know, no way of knowing. But with this, I don't have the same kind of faith in Jared Leto that I do in Tom Hardy to deliver, an, at, at the very least, like, a, or an, an interesting performance, the one that's going to capture me through an entire film. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. Um, uh, to be honest, I hope this is cool, and I hope they go into that Blade, Underworld, that sort of late nineties noughties vibe. Hell but yeah. they definitely had a, a lot of uh, that in Venom. They definitely were leaning into that kind of vibe in that one. So I hope they continue going down that rabbit hole because I do think this some could potentially work. Could is the key word there. Yeah, um, just what you're saying about Blade there. I no matter how many times I trumpet those those first two films, at least I haven't seen the third. Um, I think they are just so underrated, and I, I always need yeah. to take the time again to say that they are amazing. Um, I, are, are I, they underrated? I, I feel like Blade yeah. is kind of a, a staple of '90s. I don't think they get any credit. Nobody talks about them at, at all. Oh, yeah. well, certainly not in the, kind of the context of superhero films. Like everyone films. was like, "Oh, the first black superhero, Black Panther." It's like, bro, Blade, man. <laughs> not everyone forgot about Blade. Yeah, you know? twenty years ago, you know. Um, but yeah, just seriously, anyone, if you haven't seen it out there, watch the original Blade. It has some ropey special effects, but it Blade is two, amazing. Guillermo del Toro. We got to watch the first one first, George. No, <laughs> no, no, I, no I, I say hell yeah. Watch the the um the first one. Yeah, I, I would say if anything, film. like at least the first one is definitely underrated because everyone Chris, says Blade two, Christopherson, right? Amazing yeah. as well. He's in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a weird head. <laughs> yeah, I'm hung up on people's He's heads basically today. Like a discount Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing to give this, um, Morbius film a chance. I hope it's something good because the more the merrier, really. Yeah. Um, alrighty, next up, let's move over to DC. A Shazam sequel is in the works with returning screenwriter Henry Gaiden. So do we have any indication on how well Shazam has been performing? Yes. Reasonably well. Yeah. So it has the lowest opening weekend for any film in the DCEU. But it was also very moderately budgeted. Um, yeah. Supposedly not more than $90 million. So it's um, opened globally to about 150 159, yeah. yeah and, so, and in comparison to Captain Marvel, it was about a third of what that film made. Shazam mm. made about a third in the same amount of time it's, compared to Captain isn't, Marvel. Isn't that like a, a wonderful stat, though, about this movie, um, you know, only costing $90 million and, well, Justice League cost fuck what 300 million some yeah. shit then we're never going to know but and, yeah <laughs> and it looks three times better for a third of the cost <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah. like what it's a just like it's a the, nice little story yeah so it's a nice the thing uh, we'll get into the Shazam review obviously go check that out but um this is cool i i think there's a lot of scope here for that for mm. that franchise uh and i liked the approach with the mid budget thing yeah. Similar to Venom, like that mid-budget, it doesn't have to be 200, 300 million. You know, we can get away more with dealing with characters and getting to know the characters more than fucking a million things going on. I would have liked to see a little bit more budget in Venom for, for Venom itself. Like for me personally, I didn't quite like the look of it. Like the the bad guy. The I had more of a problem good. with the bad guy more than yeah. anything. I just got the, the design. The, yeah, the design was fine. I just, I would have liked a little bit of... Finishing touches on it. Um, anyways. Yeah, so this is um, this has been a very well-received film overall. Um, so it's nice that it's getting this kind of happy story to go with it. No one's saying it's underperforming or anything, which people even did call with um, Aquaman, believe it or not, when that first came out because the numbers okay. were a little slow okay. initially and then it kind of exploded. Up. Yeah. yeah, but um, obviously that was a much more expensive film, so that makes a bit of sense. Um, but um, in... in more Shazam news. Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam film is to enter production next year. So, so can, can you explain to me, Black Adam becomes Shazam or what, what's the go here? Because he's got the same lightning bolt thing, right? So Black Adam um, is... Okay, so he's from, from the, the ancient city of Kandak. He's, he's a guy who the, the <laughs> I wizard... I fucking love it when you the tell wizard, me these the things. Full nerd. <laughs> the wizard Shazam it. chose as a champion thousands of years ago um, and he ended up using the powers of Shazam... So that's why he has the same costume, yep. but for evil. Like he's a dick. Okay. So he's, he's Black Adam, um, or Teth Adam in the comics as well. Um, he's he's a, a frequent, like a, a kind of a really major villain in the, the DC comics. 
and also sometimes an anti-hero. Um, he's he's um, one of those really interesting villains. He's kind of like that Doctor Doom kind of villain that he's not explicitly evil necessarily. He's just got his own interests. Like he's got his own you know nation to look after, his own people. So and that often conflicts with the heroes of right. the story. Um, he reminds me a lot of uh, Namor the Submariner from Marvel, um, who I'm sure we'll have a movie of within ten years as well. Um, really interesting casting because I mean he t- totally looks like the Rock in that he's the swollest guy around. Yeah. But um, he's a very serious character. Like, he doesn't have that charm of The Rock. It's not a funny character, despite the tone that we've seen from the Shazam film already. Which might be a nice change for The Rock. Yeah, yeah. It Do you could think be- he'll play it like that, though? <sighs> it's very say. against his brand, but that mm. could... Sometimes doing the opposite of what people expect is sometimes really refreshing I, and, I and think awesome. I The Rock... Not that he's not capable of playing a serious character... But I think he knows where his sweet spot is. Yeah. And he's talked about it before. Like he, when he did, was it Doom? Did you say Doom? Doom. You, I, I, honestly, I, I have to check every time you say <laughs> it. <laughs> when, he, when he did Doom, I think it was after that that he was kind of saying like, no, this is not, like this whole violent action game thing is not my scene. It's not what's going to make me successful. Did he explicitly say that? I'm oh god. He said it with his eyes. I'm gonna miss yeah, yeah, this, made, I'm pretty he, sure I, I I heard an interview with him where he was like, that was a turning point for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can I can see that. Yeah. And then he did Witch Mountain. So I like I, I think that that uh um I don't think he'll do something terribly off brand. I I would go in the other direction, not not in the terms of like off brand for his persona. I think he will do. Um, not in terms of the quality that he tries to bring to things, though, because he was a producer on Shazam. He seems to really care about this property a lot. Apparently, it was his suggestion to split Shazam and Black Adam into two different movies. Oh, okay. Because they were apparently trying to crack that movie for years as an origin for both characters. Yeah. Um, that's right. why he was cast ages before any yeah. character in Shazam. About five years ago or something. And then he yeah. made the very generous decision to, I should have my own movie. Well, I'm kind of the generous <laughs> decision to be like, I'm not going to overshadow this other character in that movie because he absolutely would if that had happened um so yeah i i i was watching his little instagram video today announcing this and he, he really seems committed to, to all of yeah. his projects so I'll that's cool i mean this well. is his first superhero character if you don't count count um hobbs from fast and furious <laughs> we count him yeah that scene in the uh, in fast the seven in the prison yeah, yeah. And you're like oh Classic. yeah no that's he's yeah. basically just yeah. superman yeah. yeah he's fucking thor yeah, do you think they'll do the anti-hero thing with him? Like go well, down if, the same sort of venom? A, if they have a Black Adam movie, then yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, just- it feels oddly similar to um, the Scorpion King character to me because I feel like there might be a movie like the Scorpion King movie where he's the protagonist. Right. An kind of doing what of he had to for his reasons. I never saw the film. But then he ends up being the bad guy in a different film. But yeah, I feel like that the way sense. that worked is he was the bad guy first and then you got you know sympathy for him with the sequel, which ended up being his backstory. You kind of realized how we went bad. You've seen that movie, haven't you? I have. Of course I have. Like that came, oh, come on. That came out like 15, 16 years ago when we pincers. didn't give a shit. No, that's um, Mummy 2. Mummy Returns. Mummy Returns. I, I, well, then there I've was, never there, seen the there, Scorpion King. There was a Scorpion King movie, which like I he was the main then. character in that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'll, they'll give you a film that sets up his motivations and his character in that kind of killmongery way. I assume that's what they'd want is, is, a, is a character who people love despite them being ostensibly the bad guy and yeah. doing bad things. Um, and then he can end up in um, Shazam 3, I think is what the word is, that they're going to come head to head in that. Cool. So he the won't, only thing that makes so wait, sense. So wait, are you saying that Shazam 2 will happen before Black Adam? No, Black Adam's going to production next year. Yeah. Shazam 2 will happen shortly after that. And then I, I think they're going to be saving him for the third one from what okay. I've heard. Killer. Yeah. So that's Shazam verse. A lot of big plans happening um, with DC. And that's, I like that's this approach. I like this approach, man. Make little clusters of little mini cinematic universes that work in concert with each other. But then, you know, but basically you, is- you, have, you can take liberties with making it all, all the suite of characters. Y- each one can kind of work in its own little silo. But I mean, this is really what um, Marvel did. They made, um, you know, at least three kind of separate movies that were very tenuously linked. And then they started building on each other to kind of make it a, a you know, universe. They, they didn't take the DC approach of just, you know, kitchen sink everything all in one. They built little storylines and then merged them together. So I think that DC is probably doing the clever thing, which is, all right, 
you know, Aquaman barely touched on um, anything that happened in Justice League. They should not like have that. mentioned what's his face, that big metalhead dickhead from uh, Justice League. What's his name? What the Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should really not have uh, mentioned. They should edit that out of the yeah. Blu-ray release. <laughs> But they yeah. had it, it, that is kind of separate. They had Shazam very much separate, like exists in that universe, but but very tenuously. And I think that's going to be their success or that's going to be the road back to success because the their kind of all-in-one strategy fucking did not work. So are you saying they'll separate them and then over time integrate them? Yeah, I think what they're going to I think what they are doing is focusing on individual stories and individual characters. And then they're going to do the Marvel approach, which is they will slowly weave them in together. I think they're doing something a little bit different. If this, if what we're led to believe here is like, there'll be a little Shazam verse, you know, and now we've got Aquaman in the trench. So we've got a little Aquaman verse and, you know, the Harley Quinn. Yeah. I feel like they're doing it like they're breaking it down even more than Marvel, you know, and, and when they do integrate the justice league, it'll literally be the main six and that's it. Shazam won't feature, it's all speculation, obviously, but I think that's the path they're well, going. It's a little Justice bit different. <laughs> yeah, but for the next Justice League. Um, yeah, look, I, I, they might even not do another Justice League. They might- They will not be for a long time. Yeah, they might just focus on these characters. And I, I genuinely think that that's what they'll do. I, you know, I don't think that they will silo because, um, you know, shared universes are the big thing. Like, I, there will almost certainly be a crossover with Shazam and- Aquaman and like that that's you mean that's just the kind of the natural progression of this this type of thing but it's the right way to do it I don't think that they'll just keep Shazam because I mean if you think about the shelf life of a single IP it's really tenuous and hard to 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 kind of bring those out you know on their own but in a if you look at Marvel and what they've done with their shared universe that is far you know easier to continue the shelf life of of a single hero if you're incorporating it in different movies and different aspects and like, I mean, it's just, it's so much easier to do it in, in that context. I mean, we, if you think about it, how many movies has Robert Downey Jr. played a, like a genuinely a, a large role in the last 12 years? It's got to be for the Marvel Universe. It's got to be like, what, four, three, five, six, seven at least, seven of the films. Can you imagine there being an Iron Man 7 now? If it was just his own little universe, Iron Man universe, that would be bizarre. No one would, no, like no one would stick with that single character in its own universe for that long. I'm a bit confused, but um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> what part confused you exactly? I don't, I'm, Are you I saying don't an know. Iron Man 4 wouldn't do well? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're saying. In the context of a shared universe, could very well Iron do. Man 3 post-Avengers was so successful for them. That's, that that's cracked a point. billion. Post-Avengers. They're not siloing the universes. By the time that happened, no, no, he was incorporated I think you're taking what universe. I'm saying with the oh. silos. Like I, I'm saying like there will still be a shared universe. Like The Justice League will still incorporate. They're, they're more siloed and it's only- Yes, like and they will kind of focus on those silos for longer. And they and will kind my, of develop- That's my point. If you take well, a how silo- Well, how do you explain the trench? How do you explain Aquaman 2? That's clearly in its own little, that, well, that's its own little pocket. Yeah, but there'll be an Aquaman three, and there'll be maybe a trench, something else like there'll be I mean, a Black Manta movie. Know Who we, knows? We, you mean we don't even know if the trench? And is I said it's pure speculation, but yeah. I I can see them. I I see like there's inklings of that's the way they're going. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't think <clears throat> siloed, you know, kind of movies on their own will do as well as if you incorporate a broader shared universe. Because well, it's not like Shazam. Shazam reference Batman. Oh shit! Very tenuously. That's um, all in the ads. That's in the ads. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they they're still connected. Very it's still it's still connected, but it's just like we're going to focus on this for the next we, five we, years. We can talk about that more in, in the Shazam review. We're getting bogged down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just quickly, I I like that approach of just these bunch of different areas and characters and yeah. their own groups. Um, because that feels like maybe even the next step after what yeah. Marvel's doing, because that will make the universe feel even bigger exactly. without the crossovers, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> and each one can kind of have its own little distinct tone. Yeah. And then you can take liberties when it's all integrated. Like maybe Aquaman's a little more serious when he's in the Justice League. Or like there seems to be a little bit more wiggle room. They seem to be like, like with the MCU, they're like, they're, it's very neatly put together. Like now, even though they do... Yeah. Yes, some, some things don't wrap up, but generally speaking, the MCU, out of all the shared universes out there, there's definitely a lot more continuity than others. Mm. Um, so I just, I, I, it's quite exciting. I think that's quite cool. Yeah. Anyway, in more DC news, 
Um, Idris Elba is no longer replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in The Suicide Squad. He's now playing a new character. So I've, I've got a question for, for you guys on this one. I can go for it. Um, was Idris Elba ever actually replacing Will Smith? Or was that just shitty reporting where everyone's like, he's casting The Suicide Squad, he's definitely going to play Deadshot. That's Dead a good Shot. question. Because I feel like that's the kind of clickbaity kind of assumptions that most people would make. Like, that's, hell, that's what we reported on because we saw it everywhere. Um, but was he ever slated to actually play Deadshot? It's hard to say. I mean, there's so much um, conflicting information about this film. I mean, early word was just black and white. It's a reboot. And then we got more and more um, cast confirmations for people coming back. Um, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie is apparently going to be in this one. Viola Davis and Joel Kinnaman are coming back as well. Well, Kinnaman's coming back. I thought he wasn't. Rick Flagg, yeah. He just, cool. just came out today that he's supposedly coming back. Um, so now it's just straight up a sequel. So... Um, what I was reading today was that Idris Elba was brought on to replace um, Will Smith in that role, but you know who knows if that's correct or not. Um, and then they just decided to go in a different direction with it, which I think is a much better idea. Yeah, so do I. I was kind of looking forward to that, but I was kind of like just just purely like the recasting, and it's just fun to see. I don't know. I like get a kick out of those kind of things, but I'm I'm a Idris Elba fan, so as long as he's in it. And he's got a cool role. I'm easy. But I, I agree with you, man. Like, it's a very good point. Was he ever going to be Deadshot? Yeah. Or is everyone just like, oh, Will Smith isn't in it. Idris is in it. He's mm. playing Deadshot. Yeah. Um, they did. I think they were trying to get Will in it, but um, scheduling conflicts, got other stuff going on. <laughs> so I've got to do my vlog. Can't do it. And I can imagine, you know, it wouldn't have been that hard of a choice for him to make to not come yeah, back to Yeah, I was going to say, he, he must have really toiled over that decision. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just... I'm just not going to be able to do it. Really crushes I mean, me. He all, barely but. showed up for the first one. Remember, any time there was an action scene, he had that full mask over his head, oh, yeah, stunt yeah, double doing weird. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and finally, one last little uh, DC tidbit: Hen- Henry Cavill's Superman mustache pre CGI revealed in a Justice League photo. Um, they, sh- they should have just. I mean, just watching that, they should have just gone with um, you know six o'clock Spider or Spider Man Superman. I mean, it's, it's just you like... A, always get those two confused. I know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it couldn't be more um, different. <laughs> uh, I mean, this just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, the super stash, man. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It. kind of love it. So, it, it looks I kinda really like, fun. I'm like, where's this guy been? What has he been up to? You yeah. know, like... I mean, it's no surprise to anyone. It looks exactly like his character from Mission Impossible, the last one, just in the Superman costume. But it, it's just funny. It was on um, Chris Jenkins' Bisbee Studios uh, feature and doc sound mixing. It's been on this website page someone who worked on something for warner brothers evidently this movie i assume uh, it's been on the page since march wow and there's someone only just found it um so like, march like a, a month ago or like a mu- march a year ago? 2018 uh this year yeah but oh so for a month yeah but oh, like okay. it, it's you know it's the internet it's rare for something to um yeah. stay hidden stay like evasive. that especially something that people were pretty um, voraciously searching for mm. god that mo really put a it just fucking did a doozy on that. Brought, brought, down, a whole, brought down a whole universe. Shit. <laughs> Almost. How's that? Yeah. Uh, what time is it? It's trailer time. It's trailer time. What do we got, Condor? All right. So first off the rank, we've talked about this a little bit in our live stream, but here to talk about it officially, we've got the Joker trailer. This has been doing the rounds. Um, we got to see the first official look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Um. I'll give my opinion first. Uh, I'm a bit lackluster on this. Um, I I kind of am getting the fatigue with the whole Joker character in general. I think it's there is no shortage of material about the Joker out there, and I don't know. I just watching this. I think if I if this was a movie that had nothing to do with DC, I'd probably be more interested. Like, I think the IP in this is, is actually going against me in this. So do you think if this was just like a guy who was kind of a bit crazy and a bit of a character if, study? I mean, if this was just like a, a Scorsese, um, you know, type film about a crazy clown, yeah. I'd probably be more interested in that than having to kind of fit another version of the Joker into my mind. I mean, it just, it feels like blatant just... Well, I know what you mean, man, because like I was reading this article about all the Jokers that have come in the past sort of 10 years. They sort of had Heath Ledger's. We've got the Gotham Joker. We've got Jared Leto's Joker. We've got this one. 
Yeah, that's a lot of jokers in we 10 years. Nicolas, uh, no, I was going to say Nicolas Cage. We had, um, if only, uh, fuck, uh, who was the one in uh, Burton's? Don't help him. Oh, don't help him. Jack Nickelburn. That's it. Nickelburn. <laughs> I knew I knew that name. <laughs> but, I mean, that was I mean that was twenty years ago. But literally, like thirty years ago this year. Oh yeah, eighty nine. Fuck, getting old, getting mm. old. But I, I know what you mean, man. It's like on on that criteria alone, you know, there's a lot of joker material out mm. there. However, I'm really liking the approach in this. I think also the 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 music used in 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 the trailer is is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, um, it's certainly a creepy trailer, like no doubt. But and it's got that it's got that kind of taxi driver sort of vibe to it that uh, I'm really into. Mm. I, I'm liking like bringing the, a, an edge and a sophistication to uh, a comic book uh, character that we've known so, for so long. Yeah, and I'm I'm really digging the. Um, I keep saying this. I just really like the, how disconnected this is from anything else DC's doing right now. Yeah, I love that they've just gone. Um, <clears throat> yes, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. You can make this movie that's but, not connected to anything. That's yeah. like, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of annoy you a little bit that it, like it's so disconnected to the point where you're like, so why bother having it be a DC film? Like it just feels like no, not at all. As, as oh, I actually like, find it liberating. As a comic book fan, uh, that's one of the best things is these kind of alternate universes, these different takes, these one-offs. You know, mm. like someone can come in and just do a version. You get a new writer, new and art, new artist. Um, to just do a completely different version from anything that's currently running. You don't have to worry about all this continuity bullshit. Um, but how many times can you redo a character or have a character like on film before it just kind of be like, all right, we get it. The Joker's a big thing. Let's, <laughs> let's kind of just fucking move I don't on. think we've ever seen him like this, though, when he's front and center. He's always the foil like, to, I mean, to Batman. What are know? we just going to do then? Like just have the Joker in every possible type? Like next time we're going to have a Joker in the style of you know, X, Y, or Z. Like, I, like, I don't... Well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to hold that against this film. I mean, this is the only Joker film that they've ever made. Um, like, Heath Ledger is fucking untouchable in that role. But, um, you know, he's a, a secondary character in that mm. film. Um, I don't know. I, the, I guess it all just boils down to I like this trailer quite a lot. I'm um, liking Joaquin's... Uh, the look he's gone for in this as well. Like, that bit where he's hunched over... And you can see his spine, and he's like, yeah. and I'm like, wow, this this freaky. guy's really going for it in this. Yeah. He's got that Christian Bale machinist kind of like soaking into the role vibe. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty pumped. I mean, I watch Joaquin in anything that that he kind of puts his name on because he always commits himself so thoroughly. He's always so watchable, and he seems to just have very good taste in who he picks to work with as well. Mm. Um, so I that's just really enough for me. Um, yeah. especially like seeing that kind of pedigree put to some comic book stuff that I'm just naturally interested in. I'm just like, I mean, you're yeah. not wrong about anything. I don't, I don't know why I'm so negative on this. Trailer. <laughs> it's just like, there's something I can't put my finger on. It. It's just something I'm not. I know what you mean, man. Like it, it can, it can be, as I said, there's a lot of different interpretations out there and it's like, we're we getting flooded with so much stuff. Like I can understand your cynicism, mm. but, but in the execution, I think it wins. So the idea, maybe maybe I, I didn't have, it was a bit sketchy on the idea, but seeing the trailer, I'm like, I've got full confidence in this. I'm sure it'll be, a, like, technically speaking, a good film. Technically. Technically. <laughs> yeah, any, um, anything to wash away the taste of that Jared Leto one, I think, is 100%. well worth it. Damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We've got the R-rated Hellboy trailer. Jesus and Christ. R-rated it is. They seem to... So in Australia, it got an R rating. And I think that they... Uh, there was an article that you sent us today, Ben, where yeah. they, they challenged that rating, obviously, because they would like some money out of this film. That's a death knell in Australia, an R rating. Yeah. For any American viewers, our R here is just R18+. plus. You've got to be 18 to see it. Um, and mum and like, dad can't get you in. Nope. And they, they, don't, they don't make money. They, they, there's just so few of them. It doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. It, like, I mean, I think what... Well, Deadpool was R? Nope. MA. MA. Oh, it was MA. Mm. All right, yeah, yeah. And Australia, like, we're very lenient with our classification so here. so hard to like, get an To R get an R rating, you have to be doing some fucked up shit, man. You've got to be doing some human centipede shit. Honestly, <laughs> based on this trailer, it looks as though that they're really leaning in, like they're fucking going hard to the paint. Um, and, I mean, they they clearly just, you know, 
lent into that with this ad. Cause I, I think in Australia, they're just like, fuck it. You know, this is happening. Let's just fucking lean into it and hope yep. there's enough Hellboy fans over 18. But what them, what is it purely on gore? It got this raining. The, it does seem to be a yeah, strong, bloody violence. I mean, strong bloody violence and language. There's gonna have to be some really fucked up shit in here because well, I mean, I mean Saw that was in the Saw got MA, like and Saw's torture. Like it seems so much more like the. Tr- it's just so much more comic booky and sort of wild and yeah. fun. So and- reading the article about the classification specifically in Australia, they mentioned there was something that happened at a certain point in the film. They gave the actual runtime. And they outlined it in the thing. I didn't read it because I didn't okay. want to know just yet. Yeah. But um, apparently there is a specific scene that kind of ended. Right. So fuck who knows. Yeah. But um, I, in terms of this film, I, I, it's kind of got me on board for like a real just schlocky mess of a movie. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do not like this approach for Hellboy at all. This is so not the direction I wanted them to go when we announced this project. I know what you mean. Um, like this is not what this comic is. This comic isn't a yeah, splatterfest. It's not. It never was. But I'm not. I'm not. And I'm like, you know, I'm a big Hellboy fan. I've read all the comics. Mm. I'm not against this. I, I'm. I'm still giving it a, a real good chance because does I do it, think there's a lot of love behind it. Does mm. it conflict with the original <clears throat> comics? Like it, the, this level of gore and violence. The, all the comics are a lot more sort of about folklore and leaning into World War II sort of steampunkisms and it's a lot more sort of somber. Which mm. is, to It's be not honest, action-packed. What I got out of the Del Toro movies, you know, Golden Army particularly, you just get the sense of like they're going for a folk, folklore, the kind of subterranean, other world yeah. fairies, trolls, yeah. shit like that, which I thought was really cool. Um, this seems to be, you know, th- this consistently reminds me of that fucking Vin Diesel film. Witch Hunter. Witch Hunter, yeah. yeah. Totally is in that ballpark. And that, I mean... I love that shit. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> that movie but R? That's not a good recipe for a movie that's A, going to make money, or B, be good. Can't be worse. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't think it'll be worse, but, like, I mean, that's not saying much. Yeah, I like I'm I'm still going to give this movie a shot. It's just it's just disappointing, I think, um given the direction that uh I thought they were kind of trying to sell when they first announced it. Um but cuz I cuz I don't think the um Del Toro movies really captured Hellboy either. Um in a lot of ways, especially the second one, so not to say they weren't good. So I guess that's another just Hail Mary for this maybe. It's just yeah, cuz yeah. it's not the same as the comics, doesn't mean yeah. it can't be good. All right. Uh, third, we have Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, a trailer with uh, a, a song. What's the song? Somewhere over, Somewhere the, rainbow. over the rainbow. It's um, funny. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Last week had the same song and the same song, different rendition. This is always a trend that happens with trailers. Like there's one song that everyone's like, let's just slow it down and place it in, and like mm. it'll be awesome. Um, what was it? What was the thing from a few years ago that we always just say a uh, slad, sad, slow cover? Mm, yeah. You know, that was. I think it's kind of died down a bit, but this is another example in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the nothing really know, new I've, here. <laughs> I have been consistently excited for this film. Like, I don't know what it is, but I am so on board for this. I think this movie looks gorgeous. Um, I think I nailed the scale. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I just. In it my feels head. gargantuan. Like they yeah. feel really large. Yeah. There is one scene in it that I was like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Like there's, you know, this entire town's being obliterated by wind and like there's a kid holding onto a soldier and the, the, you just like somehow holding on to each other mm-hmm. you know, in this wind. I'm like, all right, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, I, I, I kind of love that there's a perfect line in there where they're just like, you know, it's Godzilla's world. We're just living in it. And I, I think that encapsulates the scale perfectly. You know, I will be really interested to see how they, how they uh, kind of orientate the audience around the human characters in this. I think they did a very, God, I, it almost seems like a necessary but a but a poor job with Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's his name, right? In the in well the done. first one. Wow, I know. A name oh. that I got right. <laughs> That's the second the one of the bland, year. Bland <laughs> name, but there were three of them. So, mm. um, <laughs> I take my wins where I can get them. Um, like it felt like a necessary job to uh, you know associate the audience with some kind of you know 
human character, but it was just kind of one of those things where you're like, <sighs> they just forgot to put an actual character in yeah. his character. So that I think that'll be the linchpin of this film. I'm I'm steadfastly preventing myself from getting any sort of excitement about this movie. I was disappointed by uh, Godzilla. I was disappointed by Kong Skull Island. I'm, I refuse to get excited and disappointed by this one. No, I, I I'm gonna whatever. I'm not excited. I'm not just like yeah. we'll see how the end product turns out. Yeah. Um, there doesn't seem to be any A-list characters in this, which is what which is what makes me think. Other than Millie Bo- Millie Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like wanting I, to drop like that. I, like I said, <laughs> been working on that for weeks. Um, Random the, pause. I mean, in the first one, you had Brian Cranston and Ayla briefly. T- exactly. Um, oh, you should have quit while you were ahead. Spoilers. You should have moved on to the next Taylor trailer. Johnson. Um, and and that was the 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 failing part in Kong Skull Island. You had. Um, uh, Sam Jackson, John Goodman, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, John C. Riley. Well, mostly Larson good. and Hiddleston were the, the main <laughs> linchpin of, of like the, that movie falling apart because they were shockingly bad in that film. Um, but like the the monster aspect of it, I thought worked with both of those. So I think this one seems to be a little bit more focused on that aspect with less kind of distraction on the human side. I think that could be really good. I really hope. Ken Watanabe says, let them fight again. Please. <laughs> what, catchphrase. What like what the a, most memorable thing of that first one. Fucking film. line. <laughs> let them fight. Um, finally, we have an Avengers clip. Um, just hype, like hype, 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 hype. Minute 30, little clip about them talking about how he, uh, he used the stones again. We don't really get any context onto that. Um, and, and them kind of deciding, yeah, we've got to go and try and use the stones to reverse whatever has happened. Mm. Um, I'm going to make a, a bold call that never shows up in the movie. It's all fake. The Russo brothers are just, it's just a massive, none, none of those actors ever did anything. It's all CGI. Endgame isn't actually a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not coming out. The trailer so far will actually show up in the film. The biggest troll of all time. God, and I wouldn't put yeah. it past him. Um, <laughs> I, no, uh, I, like, I like the deliberation here wherein like, do we just kind of like, what are we going to do? Are we going to go back and save them? Are we going to go forward and kind of fight Thanos and take him out? Like, I'm liking that, they're, like they're trying to get a lay of the land on where they're going, mm. and I've, um, I've I, I find that a, quite interesting. A prediction about, um, I feel like, they're, well, they're going to use the time stone, maybe. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about quantum realm, but I can see them going and fighting Thanos, and and how they get the time? Oh, they'll 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 go fight Thanos. Fight and, Thanos, right? Use the time stone, uh-huh. um, maybe like some kind of trap set by Doctor Strange, um. I, I don't know. Like it, it's. No, I think quantum up. realm. I'm pretty set that that's going to happen. So yeah, don't know it's how it's that's going to work in the time travel, but, but it will somehow. Okay. It's cool quantum. About, the cool thing about this clip is it's still like, it's built from stuff we've seen a lot of before and it still seems very early in the film. Yes. Um, they're not like, it just doesn't spoil anything. No, still, even though it's a clip, I, I don't know if you guys remember the, um, work up to the release of, uh, age of Ultron. They released, released like, 45% of that film on YouTube. Really? It's insane. Yeah, just clips. Yeah. Like the whole Hulkbuster fight was on YouTube. Before That's the, right. Like, the, before the movie came out, yeah. At least a, a good chunk of it, at least, yeah. yeah. The good yeah. old days, man. <laughs> no. the, the equity. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I really don't like that. I remember when they did that for um, the third Batman, the, no, the third Nolan Batman, which one was that? The, whatever it's called. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Remember they released that entire like first scene or something like that? Yeah. And I, I, that was cool. I did not like that. I was at attached all. to uh, Ghost they, Protocol. I hate when In they IMAX, release yeah. big chunks of films because it's like, of course you want to see it, but I think it's just too much. Like, why, like, just save it for the actual film? I, I love the way that they've marketed this. I, I absolutely love that they have provided the smallest amount of information that is needed to hook you in or to give you some kind of indication about what's going to happen. Even less than that, almost. And and again, knowing the Russo brothers, it's probably a misdirect. Yeah, yep. it's hard to imagine from what little we've seen how much of that is fake. Because I mean, so much of that the um, Infinity War marketing was. I went back and re-edited. watched the after we watched it on the weekend. I watched the Infinity War trailer, and there's a lot of stuff they you know they removed Any little um, things, you know, like like that um, the Sanctum with the the the, the window, mm. and, and in the trailer, there's no Hulk coming in the Rainbow Road. Yeah. Uh, so they just they like they tweak little Spider-Man's things. Spider Man's arms even like yeah. they kept that a secret. Yeah, something like that. And that him could be used to going toys. through that 
holding who did he grab and he sort of grabbing mantis and yeah. drax and stuff yeah yeah they yeah just completely removed that yeah very cool yeah let's wrap it up with question of the week an awesome one here for our from our boy joel bahari hey, joel. and um he's basically mentioned a cool little story that uh he was inspired by the martin sheen film the way he did this epic 800 kilometer hike you crazy bastard um, that's fucking crazy. I'm hats off to you, man. That that's that's a great achievement. Well done. But the uh, the question is, um, uh, have you guys ever seen a movie that has inspired you to do something totally wild and adventurous or life changing? Well, as you gentlemen know, I got my love for hookers and blow from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, you have not been <laughs> the same since, man. We've been meaning to talk <laughs> to wild. you about that. He's wild. <laughs> Um, Ludes. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into that. Um, for me, it's mostly, um, it's, uh, adventure films uh, and specifically like sport adventure films. So things like art of the flight, um, there's a lot of mountain biking films that I'll watch or, um, <laughs> climbing films that I'll watch. And that, that mountain gets me bike. like pumped to get out and, and basically do what Joel was talking about, like going out hiking or biking. Like I just get, it's almost like a guilt trip as well. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. look at me enjoying the outdoors. I'm like, fuck, I should probably do that. And then like, I'll get my camping gear and yeah, go out. Yeah. But, but so, so more of like a documentary style about s- some elite athlete or something, as opposed I mean, to really, like, a, they're not documentaries. I mean, like if they're, they're, um, they're clip shows. <laughs> not even like i mean art of flight is is pretty high production for a um, sports film it's a snowboarding film um that's uh shot by red bull and um and some other people and it stars travis rice and that's like a really cool movie to kind of follow the the follow-up um to art of flight um was also really you know kind of really cool you get invested in these characters and watching the journey that they have um, that kind of shit. And so it just kind of like inspires you to get out and do something. Like it's kind of one of those things. Mm. I also cool. remember, I mean, on an off offshoot, I, uh, I was very, still am very suggestible with movies. Um, and, uh, I, I remember that, uh, every time I watched Muppets treasure Island, I would be like, Oh, I want to be a pirate. Like yeah. I would just <laughs> like, that would be a mindset for me. I was like, I love pirates for the next week. That's just my thing. But what about the cabin fever? Cabin Fever. Actually, that looked pretty fun, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that looked great. I didn't really understand what Cabin Fever was. Like, there's a lot of that movie that I didn't understand when I was, you know, in my main kind of phase of watching it. It's it's pretty lofty stuff. A lot of, <laughs> lot of jokes that went over my head, yeah. which is saying something if you're talking about Muppets. Got <laughs> anything, Benny? Uh, yeah, not um, not one specific thing, but I... um. Many years ago, when I was a young lad of uh, 21 years old, I did a huge road trip through the states, and my big stipulation that was that we spend as you know the most significant chunk of it in New York City, um, Manhattan specifically. Um, so yeah, we spent like one fifth of the of the whole trip there, um, and that was that was um, like a spiritual experience for me almost. Just just growing up being such a big movie fan. Um, being able to walk down down a, a street and every street corner to see something, be like, "Oh my god, I recognize that yeah. from uh, from from this movie and that from this movie." And you know, you'll come across the the Ghostbusters firehouse or um or a bridge from uh, like Woody Allen's Manhattan or something, and just just looking up every time, just like soaking it being, in, but being so wonderstruck that you expect to see Spider Man yeah. swinging around up there. Sure. Um, I I remember arriving the first night, eleven p.m. Um, just just below a uh, hundredth Street near Harlem and seeing a, a rat running across a road past like a, like a smoking sewer grate. I'm like, <laughs> Holy fuck. I am home. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I could have cried. It was the most beautiful that's thing in the killer. world. Yeah. So that's that departed or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um, no, it's, I don't know. Is it departed in New York? No, that's Boston, isn't it? Yeah. It's in Boston. Yeah. My pick is, um, is uh, when we when I was on my honeymoon last year, we were in the highlands of Scotland for two weeks and we went, um, one of my main missions. And even though I've got my problems with the movie, I've always loved the scenery of the beginning of Prometheus and the old man of store, you know, mm. those big yeah. gargantuan uh, that stones. That movie and about another 20 others. <laughs> and I was like, we have to go here. Like it's my mission to go. 
and we hiked up this this hectic. Um, it was a solid hike. Like, I wouldn't call it a hike. I'd say more it's more of a walk. But it was it was really steep and it was raining and it was muddy. But we got to the top there and I was kind of like soaking it in. And I was like, Ridley Scott chose this for a very specific reason. It's got this awe about it and like they 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 almost look like they're gonna you're gonna sort of these stones look like you could you, you could go up to them and push them and they're gonna topple down this mountain and mm. it just had this really epic otherworldly feeling about it and um it was it was just a really really just a fun just really fun were there lots of people there um so it started raining so heaps of people bailed so by the time we got to the top it was pretty cleared out. That's good. Yeah. So I can imagine that's that would be one of those places because it's featured in quite a few movies and you can go yeah. almost like see it shot for shot. Mm. Um, so so I imagine iconic. That, that that would be a place that a lot of people would really want to go. Yeah. As you said, like even on the, you know, on the big screen, it is very awe-inspiring. So I can only imagine what that would be like in, in real real life. Yeah. And we just got a little, like a little, found a little corner and ate our lunch there. And it was just, it was just a really, one of those, one of those things I'll remember for a very, very, very long time. Nice. And I, will, I wanted to also say another thing that inspired me is old mate Peter Jackson and just trawling through the behind the scenes uh, of oh, Lord shit. of the Rings. Yeah. I've probably watched the behind the scenes more than the actual movies. Mm-hmm. And that really has inspired me just to learn more about filmmaking. And, you know, I'll do a few videos here and there on the side. So it's just one of those, like, I, I just couldn't get enough age 11 or 12, whenever mm. those came out. I fucking could not get enough I, of that I shit. I remember that. I mean, like, I, I very rarely would would kind of delve that deep into a movie, but the amount of content that they had on those, I remember getting- And the, good it, content the, as well. The special edition, like the extended edition, like the three pack. Yeah, that um, one. Yeah, I remember getting that. It came out with like, it was back in DVD time, and it was yeah. like five DVDs per Yeah. <laughs> per With um, a booklet movie. and- Mate, I, I monstered through those. I would watch the commentary- I would watch the, um, you know, the behind the scenes. Like I, I just some of my favorite facts were the guys that were doing chain mail yeah, chain links mail, yeah. for God knows how many years, and like that kind of shit. I could not get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it. You know what? I as much as I love. Sorry, this is a bit of final little tangent, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, one thing I really miss about physical medium is the packaging. You know, like those Lord of the Rings, they were so well put together and it really added to the experience. You'd sort of pop it on your shelf and you'd be so proud. <laughs> like, ah, oh, this is mine. And now, you know, it's just so disposable. Like I've got Ultron. I've got heaps of heaps of Marvel stuff on my Apple TV. I just don't feel like it's really mm. mine though. So I'm, I miss that. But it's all for convenience now. When the, world, so. when the world turns to shit, when the oceans dry up and they're knocking at your door, at least you have your Blu-rays in yeah, your yeah. hand. Yeah, still- <laughs> my CDs, my old metal CDs. <laughs> in the Mad Max future. <laughs> Thanks for your question, Joel. That was a really good one. Hopefully we satisfied you there. Guys, if you've got a question, hit us up on all the social medias. We will answer it. Don't you worry. Go check out our Shazam review. Uh, Infinity War commentary coming soon. It's all gravy, man. Don't you worry about it. We'll be back next oh, week. What the fuck was that? <laughs> this new catchphrase. Catch you just had some kind of otherworldly experience. I did. I did. It's all gravy, yeah, it's man. It's all gravy, man. <laughs> we just lost George there for a second. Fuck You're not a crazy bastard. See you later, Connor. Bye. See you, Benny. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.